On Education's FETC 2020 coverage is sponsored by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language, and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education. Getting away from the technology and talking about ultimately what do we want students to know and how are we going to get them the skills they need to enter, you know, life. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. We are here with Jesse Lubinsky, Chief Learning Officer, Ready Learner One. Welcome to the podcast, Super man. excited to be here. This is ex- <laughs> this is- and not just because we're in Miami. That helps, though. <laughs> that does help. I've <laughs> totally noticed helps. that the sun actually has made me a lot happier <laughs> right. as I was right. able well, to do I, that. I think it's a combination of the weather, being yeah. at a place where you're surrounded by so many you know, familiar uh, faces and friends and people you're so happy to see. Yeah. Uh, it also helps when you get those texts from home where they're telling you how the weather's <laughs> bad there, right? There's that like little, like, oh, yes. man, that's terrible. Yes. I'm totally involved. Yes. <laughs> Marco Polo now and show you where I am. Uh, my, wife, here. my wife this morning, I was showing Glenn, my wife this morning said, I love you. I hope you have an awesome day. Do really good work. I hope it rains and it's really cold. That's right. <laughs> See, we're, in a way, we're in Miami, so it's not like we're in Orlando. If we were back in Orlando, then I think I catch a lot more flack because then I'm surrounded by like, you uh-huh. know, Harry Potter, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, and then yeah. then true, I'm true. really making people miserable with my like social media feeds because- yeah. You know, they're like, are you going to FETC? It's like, no, I'm going to Star Wars. No, I'll stop by FETC. So I've been talking about ISTE saying, well, I'm going to Disney. They're like, well, ISTE's there. I'm like, no, it's Disney, yeah. but it's also ISTE. I'll be around. Yes, there's so much to do it. I'm getting five me on Pirates yes. of the Caribbean. Yeah. I'm getting a little credit from my wife because I am going to take the whole family to ISTE. So I'm getting uh, a little bit of slack. Oh, wow. You are a brave man. Yeah. I, this is your chance to go on your own, right? This is a chance to experience I've never been at the all. Millennium Falcon yeah. On, on, on your own, right? I, without without your your children asking you a lot of questions sure. about like that's funny. Why didn't they give Chewbacca a medal and things like that? Like uh, the real, like I don't want to answer these questions. I just want to experience it. That's I right. Yeah. I want to just enjoy it for myself, and then I'll go with the kids. It's amazing, amazing. Awesome. So, um, you know, for there's there's people who may not know who you are, sure. what you've done, your background. So go ahead and share uh, a little bit about yourself and wh- what you guys do. Sure. My name is Jesse Lubinsky. That's at J Lubinsky on Twitter and Instagram. I'm the chief learning officer for Ready Learner One, as you said. Um, we are in innovative solutions provider for education. We're actually working in the business space also really focusing on emergent technology. So um, this has actually been a particularly momentous uh, moment for us in our careers because mm. our book, Reality Bites, uh, Innovative Learning Using Augmented and Virtual Reality, launched yesterday. Wow. So it was our book's birthday. Happy birthday. Very yeah, exciting. we celebrated. Yeah. Big cake, Carvel, Fudgy the Whale. You know, <laughs> that's that's the book's favorite. But it just just a virtual form of all of those things. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Very cool. Right. Fudgy the Whale. Yes. Um, so we're really, we've been excited to that. We've been doing a lot of work in the um, esports space as well. Nice. So we're, we're doing a lot of... Uh, Really great things um, 
in education around emerging technology with those things that are kind of in like the five to 10 year pipeline, but trying to kind of bring them in in meaningful ways quicker, helping advance yeah. the acceleration yeah. and adoption process in schools. Love it. Very cool. So we were just talking about your book off air. Um, just give us a description of it because as we were looking at it, uh, and experiencing it. Really, that's right. what it is. It's, it's not just a book. We've been pitching it as a learning it's a, experience it's a rather than just a reading experience. experience. Right. And it actually, I mean, obviously, you're talking about AR and VR uh, within the book itself, but the book itself is an augmented reality type of experience. So explain to us kind of how does this work and, and maybe your process of even creating this. Sure. So the three of us obviously are super passionate about education technology and ways to improve uh, learning. We... we we tried to steer away from learning for students because really, really we believe it's about learning for everyone. So mm -hmm. learning for teachers and students. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll admit my co-authors knew a lot more about the technology when we started the process. Um, but I learned a lot as we went along. And what we really believed was the trick with technology books is that, you know, the, the, the process from when you start writing a book to when it comes out is really about a year. Yeah. So the technology, the technology space moves very fast. So sure if, you, does, if you're like, yeah. I have a great idea, I'm going to start writing this book. <laughs> and by the time it comes out, you're already on version 2.0 of the thing you were writing about. Yes. And so it started this question about, well, how do you write an education technology book that doesn't become outdated, um, that really kind of uh, lives on and is evergreen? And what we arrived at was it's not about the technology, it's about the, the learning that happens around that technology. And so we developed a learning framework, which the book is centered around, called the XR-ABC framework. XR standing for extended reality, which encompasses you know, augmented, augmented virtual, virtual reality, mixed reality. Perfect. And so the ABC stand, uh, framework stands for absorb, blend, and create. And so we believe that all the experiences that you bring into your classroom using AR and VR are grounded in those three types of experiences. Yeah. And so the book is essentially we provide an introduction to the framework and then for each of those six uh, aspects of the framework, so absorb, blend, and create for each AR and VR, mm. we collected educator stories. We collected about 40 stories and essentially picked the best 18 stories with three stories for each aspect of the framework. Nice. Okay. Um, and, you know, from really some of the big names in the AR, VR space in education. So um, Jamie Donnelly, Amanda Fox, uh, Stephen Sato, James McCrary, a lot mm. of people who uh, people know are experts in yep. with AR and VR technology. Yep. And along with each of those stories, what we wanted to do so the educators didn't feel that they were completely disconnected uh, or maybe not familiar with what goes into it, we provided a... Um, like a toolbox that shows how each story aligns with the five E's, the four C's, the SAMR mm -hmm. model, the ISTE standards for educators, the ISTE standards Fantastic. for students. Nice. And each story also has a QR code that is linked to additional resources on our website that contains tutorials, um, instructions on how you would kind of do this in your classroom. But we wanted to take it a step further because yes. we believed, you know, how can we rethink what a book is? Uh, and, you know, a book is a reading experience, but ultimately I know I've read a ton of books in the past where I've read about it and then really didn't feel like I still had a grasp or understanding of what was actually um, was actually being talked about. Mm -hmm. Sure. So we partnered with a company based out of Miami called Zenial Digital. And what they did for us was they developed seven AR experiences uh, in the book. So one is on the front cover and the other six are on the title pages for the framework chapters which are web-based AR experiences that show you and model what each aspect of that framework would look like in teaching and learning. Okay. So 
if you have a mobile device and you pick up our book, there's a QR code on the back cover. You scan that QR code, hold it over the front cover, and you will see the three of us pop up mm-hmm. in. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> someone described <laughs> it as we're bringing back Nintendo Mies. Yeah. So they look yeah, like they, right. They do. Yeah. Right. I'm ready to bowl a 200 in Wii Bowling. So it's <laughs> it's I'm ready to go. Um, so you'll actually hear us talk about the book on the front cover. And throughout the book, you'll see experiences where we describe, here's what an air absorb experience would look like, and here's an air modeling of what that could look like. Yeah. So uh, we really tried to think of it from what's the book we would want as yes. an educator, the dream yeah, book we would yeah, want. Yeah, totally. And that's the book we tried to put out. Even, even though it required more money out of our own pocket, we still felt like, you know what, we want to make sure we're bringing the best uh, learning experience to educators. So I... As a 90s uh, kid, I mean, I graduated in the 90s. Me too. I can't help but know the play on the words there of Reality Bites of one of my favorite 90s <laughs> flicks so, as far as that goes. How, how did that come about? So I will tell you that one of my roles on the book was uh, for each aspect of the framework, I developed a pop culture connection. So mm. whenever you talk about technology, you always have that conversation of, oh, so it's kind of like in that movie, right? Like, and so I was like, You have a well, connection like that? That's- so actually in each aspect of the framework, I provided a pop culture connection to that, that framework. So AR Absorb, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, uh, augmented reality experiences where we just um, kind of see displayed information. Think of Iron Man, right, within uh, Jarvis yes. inside, or RoboCop's display, yes. or even Top Gun's uh, heads-up display in the airplane. So yes. we provide a lot of these. So those. every chapter has those, oh, that's where I've seen that before, whether nice. it's Black Mirror or Monster It's a cool Zane. connection yeah. to make, yeah. yeah. Because it's the conversation we have most often. And so tying that together with the title, mm. <laughs> we were, I was like, you know, it just like popped <laughs> in my head. I'm like, that would actually be perfect because, you know, um, it's really that digital form of reality. And so yes. Reality Bites is also one of my favorite movies. I graduated college, uh, high school in 94, college in 98. So Same thing. Oh, yeah. wow, 76? Yeah, yeah. 90, 90, not 75, uh, 75. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, so I, I'm a big <laughs> so pop culture cool. nerd. So I, uh, I love that. You know, tie it together. Now I feel a lot of pressure for future books that I always have to be coming up with the perfect <laughs> yeah, uh, connection to pop culture. Pop culture theme. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. So um, what are you doing uh, here at the conference? You got a lot going on. Obviously, yeah. the book is out, and I think you're doing a book signing thing, uh, but you're doing other other stuff, and I know um, I know there's a lot going on. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing here. Right. So we had a launch party for the book last night, which yes. was great. And you know what was really cool is, our, um, like I said, the, our uh, Zenial Digital uh, who developed the AR experiences from the book, they're based out of Miami. So it's given us oh, a lot oh, of great. really great FaceTime with them. They came last night. They're actually oh, here good. on the floor today. Uh, they've developed a um, an XD platform, so a learning platform uh, for virtual reality that they're demoing while they're here. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the content for our book was actually pulled directly from their VR experiences. So they have wow. like modeling for physics, chemistry, biology, a lot of really great uh, VR content. So we're here helping to promote that. Nice. Um, I actually just came here to record the podcast from the Pear Deck uh, booth. We have a bunch of partners here that our, our company has been working with, Pear Deck, Merge, ViewSonic. We're doing um, presentations to both promote the book, also Ready Learner won the company, as well as our partner companies. Um, throughout the next few days, we did a two hour workshop yesterday mm. and have another formal presentation on Thursday. So it's a very busy conference for us. When, when teachers hear the words augmented reality, I'm just going to talk about the general population. So not like mega nerds like Mike and I are. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I'm talking about just like general population. They hear augmented reality AR or virtual reality VR, whatever it might be. It sounds and they think jargony, futury kind of playing around on some kind of video game world. Gimmicky. Uh, that's, that's I think the, yeah, the, the big yep, fear is yep. how do we pull it from being gimmicky? Exactly. So. So how do you make that connection? Easiest yeah. way for AR, the first thing I'll always point to, I mean, people will talk about Pokemon Go, but even if taking it a step down, come on, everyone's using Snapchat filters or Instagram. Yeah. You know, sure. what Disney character am I? What toppings do I like on my hot dog? Yeah. Like, like, I need that to tell it to me. But that's really, <laughs> um, you know, our lowest form of AR content, right? How do we, the way I describe it is AR Augmented reality is really just digital content overlaid with the real world. Mm-hmm. So in the pop culture reference I give in the book for Blend actually is Minority Report. Yes. So even though he's That's not a wearing, reference. even I was though he's if you not, were say that. even though yes. he's not wearing, so you yeah. love it. In the book, there's actually a drawn picture of me as Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that was so the one I wanted. Good. Sold. Yes. Micah Shippey, well, one of our co-authors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's he's Neo in the Matrix in the mm. VR portion. So yeah. it's like we, we uh, <laughs> love it. And Christine Lyon Bailey, our other co-author, is uh, Boo from Monsters Inc. in one oh, of the other ones. So yeah. uh, we had Manny Herrera. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. He uh, illustrated the book for us and put us into those popular culture experiences yes. so oh my um, goodness so minority report when he's moving this the video screens around yes. even though he's not wearing a headset that's still just digital content overlaid with the real world so yes, that's still is. augmented reality yes when we talk virtual reality a company that like nearpod for instance they they market themselves as having vr experiences but if you use them it's really just immersive like google street view pictures exactly. or that's, like that, virtual reality can be that simple. It yeah. can simply be an, a completely digital environment. So a lot of the experiences we talk about in the book don't require a headset. No. In fact, um, uh, you know, Tanya Averth was just here before. Yeah. Uh, she wrote the Google Infused Classroom. I know that they have another book coming out, the Microsoft Infused Classroom, as well as the Chromebook Infused Classroom after that. Yeah. So I actually wrote a chapter in the Chromebook Infused Classroom around how you can use Chromebooks to do both augmented and virtual reality wow. through metaverse and co-spaces. So there's a ton of technology out there that allows us to um, use augmented and virtual reality that doesn't feel as futury or gimmicky, but really grounds it in the quality of the teaching and learning that we can do in the classroom. Yeah. I, I always, I, I tell people all the time, you just, in some of these cases, you just got to use it. You got to try it. A VR in particular, especially with things like, so I talk about like Tilt Brush, for example. Which is one of my absolute favorites. Groundbreaking, mind-blowing, game-changing, world-beating application. It is the absolute best. And when you, like you try to show people videos on YouTube, and the videos are great, to be honest, like of these artist videos and stuff like that. Um, these artist videos that you see where they're, they're showing, they're showing it in action and they're doing like the blended reality where they have the camera, but then you can see it in life. It still doesn't even do it justice to see tilt brush live. So that's been our big thing is how do we get people in those experiences to really give them a chance to see it for itself. So we were actually recently in, um, Iceland. We did a conference in Iceland and we traveled four hours North of Reykjavik to, uh, I'm going to totally butcher the name. I think the town's called Soda Croker. Okay. Right. It's right on the Arctic Circle. 2,000 yeah. people in the whole town. They run a tech, an ed, an ed tech conference there. No way. Uh, and Christine, Mike, and I were actually put... So we had planned on doing like um, ARVR sessions to kind of support the work we do. And we were in the back of this cafe. An investor had come in and built like a museum 
uh, around the Battle of Iceland. It's called 1238, the Battle for Iceland. And the entire museum was AR and VR enabled to where in the back they had 14 HTC Vives hanging from the ceiling. Wow. Total haptic vests. <laughs> and we actually Wild. asked them ahead of time. We're like, hey, before we get there, can you preload tilt brush? Yeah. So we can get people in this. And yeah. when they got in tilt brush and started creating art, they were just it's minds blown. And I'll tell yep. you, uh, Christine, one of our co-authors, talks about how they've used that in her school as a form of music therapy. So actually totally. having students listen to music in music appreciation class and, and, and draw based on what you're feeling. Because what, you're able to draw using not just lines, but fire, snow. Yes. Like it's, it's amazing what you, the types of things you can create. And what people don't realize is you can actually pull those out of Tilt Brush once they're created, print them on a 3D printer, and you're basically creating, creating three-dimensional art. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's uh, really powerful. And, but that's the question. How do you get people into those experiences to start to really understand how it can impact teaching and learning? And so our goal as we've been going to all these different conferences is to try to set up innovation labs where we can get nice. teachers in there, not just to say, hey, isn't this cool, but to say, here's how you would use this in an instructional setting. So let's talk about what's next. Because what's next? Is, I think is, the timing is actually perfect for that. So what's next is exciting too, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna talk about what's next now, right? And so much going on. So much going on. Like you said, this book just came out, and and what is next for it, Ready Learner One? It is One? hot off the presses, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. are not even waiting a moment because we are already churning away book three in the Ready Learner One book series. So we had Wanderlust EDU, we have Reality Bites, and we are now working on an eSports book. We have some amazing collaborators, Christine, who, uh, Lyme Bailey, who worked on the first book with me. And we also have, uh, we just the timing to, could yes, not be any more perfect. Be it more, was like virtual reality. One of, one of our just happened, and Chris Aviles. <laughs> I will do And Mr. Chris Aviles just Gentlemen, happened to walk by. Just out. landed, just got my badge, saw the three most handsome men in education. <laughs> there you go. What is going on I, in I'm this podcast? Sure, I'm pretty sure Mike and I have never been mentioned with the, oh. <laughs> the most handsome men in education. In addition I'll to, it, though, to right Chris, Mr. Steve Isaacs, who I... Every time I mention the fact I'm working on an esports book, someone's like, you know who you need to talk to? Yes. Steve Isaacs. <laughs> yes, I'm like, yeah, I, everyone. <laughs> like, actually, we took care of that already. We've, we've talked to Steve Isaacs. In fact, he's, he, brought, he, he brought us with, together with Chris. So it's been yes. uh, a really great experience so far. Yeah. So, so what's, what's this next book? I mean, what are you guys, what are you guys, as far as what can you tell us? As far as I didn't even know I was allowed. I didn't even know we were allowed to talk about it. <laughs> I haven't told anybody. It. My wife's like, "What are you doing in the conference call for hours at a time?" I was like, "Babe, I can't tell you that. <laughs> it's top secret." No, it's, it's hype time, secret. Chris. It's it, hype okay, time. Let's let's go. Can let's, we say anything? We yeah, don't have to. I, yeah, yeah. We, we can. We, yeah, sure. I, I, so, I'm kind of looking at Chris to see how much he wants to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. me, Jesse, uh, uh, Christine, and Steve are going to knock out an esports book. We're going to yeah. bring you different perspectives, a diverse voice, and what esports is meaning to people, you know, all over the country, in the city, in the suburbs. Um, you know, low-income, uh, affluent school districts like I'm in, and, and the yeah. things that we're doing with it, and how esports can be used uh, to really capture student engagement you know uh, uh i think you guys know me well i really believe in teaching kids through what they're passionate about yeah um and so uh i started the first middle school esports team two years ago um have been having a lot of success you know uh and i kind of stumbled upon what i think are probably three or four really valuable ways to use esports in the classroom 
Um, and so excited to team up with Jesse and Ready Learner One and knock this book out and give people not only that diverse perspective on what esports is and how to bring it to your school, um, but also even do a little bit of the handbook side, how to get started, how to run a team, um, you know, which I'm really excited about. So. I, I think the piece we really wanted to add here is, you know, esports, kind of like how we talked about how do we convey that augmented and virtual reality are, are not a gimmick, uh, yes. you know, I think we feel the same way about esports. Totally, hundred percent. And and more so, how do we tell people that esports provides a lot of value while also addressing some of those concerns that I think people have? You know, yep. when they hear about gaming and how they don't take it seriously, and really show there's not only a place for this, but if you don't get on board, you're going to kind of uh, be overrun by it because yeah. I don't think people realize how fast this thing is growing. Um, and, you know, I know they did that funny sketch on Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago with uh, uh, Chance the Rapper was on, and he was like a basketball commentator who was at an esports conference just like, what is happening here? And I feel like that's most people. Like, when you tell them, like, they think, oh, it's like a gaming club. And it's like, oh, no. It's a whole, there's an industry behind mm -hmm, this. And sure. in fact, we talked to salespeople uh, during the writing of Reality Bites where they were like, we're selling more equipment around esports than we are with virtual and augmented reality. So wow. when people think this is really the next frontier, esports is actually dwarfing it in terms of sales. And that's kind of the big picture we're trying to convey here is guys, this is not just a side extracurricular thing. This is something that can be embedded in schools in a variety of different ways. And you're going to have to do it because if you don't, you're going to, you're going to be behind. You're going to be think. behind. I'm really interested, though, Chris. I was having a conversation with Andrew Revelo last night, and he was talking. We had a conversation about how do you start an esports program with a limited amount of funds? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because Absolutely. that is that's actually like the biggest a question. Huge concern. Oh, that's there, the there's, question. there's a big equity gap when yes. it comes to esports mm -hmm. and getting the yes. equipment that you need. I was just in the on the floor talking to the vendors, and they're pitching me six hundred dollar gaming monitors, or they're pitching <laughs> uh, me eighteen hundred dollar you know small form factor. That's compute. all my budget. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> it's it's really hard. But I'll tell you. Um, I can speak for personal experience. The way that I got my devices was pitching them not as an esports machine, but as a STEM machine yes. for things yeah, like yeah. virtual reality, yeah. for things like video editing. So by day, my laptops are used in the classroom with me as part of the educational curriculum for my school. And then after school and during lunch and recess is when it transforms into the FH Knights esports arena. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and, and, you know, working uh, with a lot of districts throughout the country, one of the things that we're finding some success in is bring your own device. Mm. You know, some schools are opening networks and uh, if you want to bring in your laptops, they make that work. And then a lot of, um, a lot of teams are getting started on console. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them are going the smash route. A lot of them are going, um, I would, you know, I would say we've had about eight or nine matches so far this year, my team. Um, I'd say about seven of the teams we've played are playing us cross play from their consoles to our PCs. Wow. Um, and That's, so, yeah, you, you could do like an Xbox, you can have four people on one Xbox, you know, with Rocket League, you only need three. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, they're making that work. Somebody's bringing in their Xbox One, they're playing Rocket League, um, and that's kind of how they're bridging that gap. But it's a huge issue that needs to be addressed, and that's one of the things I'm hoping, you know, these vendors who are out there um, pitching products and, and want to build these relationships, I'm hoping that's really where they see their role is helping schools uh, make this possible in an affordable fashion. Mm -hmm. And you know what I think you're going to hear a lot this week, and I've already I've said it a few times that, that I feel like FETC this year, this week, is really a big coming out party for esports and education. Like it's a mm -hmm. big deal here this week, and that's 
awesome. And I think what you're going to hear from me, you're going to hear from Chris, you're going to hear from you, you're going to hear from Steve for sure. And you're going to hear it from like Constance and all of the, the academics that are involved in this is you're, you're not just going to hear Like we're all gamer. Like we love games. Mm -hmm. Like we're, but you all, you, you hear a consistent message about the ecosystem from us as well about the idea that it's not just about playing video games and it's not just, it's about the STEM. It's about the learning that happens outside of pressing the buttons about the, 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 the other things that you can do that engage the kids and give them a role to play if they're not a video game player because obviously not every kid is a video game player and doesn't have to be to be completely immersed in this. And if you love art, there's roles for you in art in an esports ecosystem if you love audio there's rules for you in an esports ecosystem in audio if you love i mean no matter what you love even if you love sports if you're an athlete you can get into this because there's pathways to all of this stuff and i think one of the things that i feel like we've figured out a little bit when we've been like when we're messaging this because i think it's important because it's critical like um Gaming has had a bad rap in education. And, and I mean, it's like push against the tide for yep. a decade to get people to just let us play Minecraft in class. And now we're talking about playing esports and they're looking at like Counter-Strike and going, oh my God, we're not going to let Counter-Strike in the classroom. I mean, that, but that's obviously not what we're trying to talk about. So that's why I think I'm so happy that you and all these other folks have got this message. We've, we've got a message figured out. And I think we're really... I love that we're talking about the ecosystem. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you something you might like is uh, my team is sixth through eighth grade. Yeah. But my school is fourth through eighth grade. So I have a lot of fourth and fifth graders that are kind of peeking in, milling right. about. So I had a fifth grade boy. He goes, I know I can't be on the team. Uh, can I be the team's official podcaster? Yeah, you can. And so exactly. now I got a kid who comes once a week. He pulls one of my players into our recording studio yes. and he records our podcast. Fantastic. You know, it's it's exactly that. what we're talking about. Yeah, 100%. Chris and, and Steve have made a lot of good connections for us in terms of uh, inter conducting interviews. I mean, I feel like my schedule's been blocked out for... <laughs> Steve's like, you're busy for the next month and a half, basically, just conducting interviews for the, for the book. And what's been interesting in the conversations I've been having is very... I don't say very little, but there's been so much talk devoted to the other roles in yeah, esports yeah, yeah. besides the actual gaming itself and what those pathways provide. And, you know, Chris has been a super uh, big advocate of really focusing on those, uh, those pathways huge. from those lower grades all the way up through when you, you talk about these um, gateways to college. And, the, the, you know, I, I had a great conversation the other day with uh, Dr. Chris Haskell mm -hmm. around just what the recruiting process is like for college. And he was like, look, it's basically what you see in college, like football. He's like, I mean, I do the whole thing. We go scout. We do. We we have reports. We're tracking people for years. That's so great. And the most interesting part about it was the, the part that really blew my mind was he's like when I asked him about the scholarships. I'm like, you know, out of curiosity, are all those scholarships focused on the gamers? He's like, no. We give scholarships to podcasters. We give scholarships to broadcasters. We give scholarships. And he was talking about a student that they just gave a scholarship to a journalism scholarship, mm -hmm. and part of that scholarship requirement was that they actually have to write pieces for the paper, the college paper on mm -hmm. Esports awesome. weekly, you know, it's just like wow, it, it it's so, so not yeah. focused on the gaming, yeah, it yeah. is focused on the actual, the grounded in the teaching and learning and what we've been talking about, not just with Reality Bites, but around esports as well. It's, mm. it's, 
for years, conversations around education technology have focused on the the technology, mm-hmm. and it's time to break. It's been time for 20 years, and we just haven't been able to get away from it. Still, getting away from the technology and talking about ultimately what do we want students to know, and how are we going to get them the skills they need to enter, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing. We have Chris here. We should talk about. I mean. All of the things that are happening. You just released a book too, man. I did. I Let's released talk about it. it. What's today? I think I released it yesterday. <laughs> I think it was the same day. Yesterday. Yesterday. It was the same day. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, man. Um, released <laughs> Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. Yeah. Amazing. Congratulations to you. Thank yeah, you. no, it was really neat. Um, you know, if you guys follow anything I do, I put out a ton of free stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Sarah Thomas reached out, you know, through Edge of Match and she started the publishing company and she yep. said, you know, your next thing you need to write needs to be a book. Um, and so I started, I'd say oh, a little bit less than maybe 18 months ago, uh, knocked it out over the course of the year. You know, uh, it's a lot different, I think, writing a book than all the blog posts and the free guides because there's no pressure. I just write when mm-hmm. I wanted to write, you know. Um, so th- this was a different experience. So Sarah was wonderful in helping, you know, me navigate all the, the trials and tribulations. I don't know if you guys are yeah. like me. I'm my own worst enemy. I hate everything. <laughs> I hate everything that I write. Oh. I hate everything that I produce. Mm. I generally like this podcast. I'll never go listen to it because oh. I'll, I'll hate everything that I say. Okay. You guys, besides being you know handsome, are fantastic. And I'm just like, what am I doing here? Um, but no, it came out the other day. Went really well. Um, you know, I think most of the copies were bought. You know, by my wife and my mom. Um, <laughs> but just getting the word I'm out there. One. Yeah, yes, oh, for sure. thank you. Just getting uh, the word out there about how I use entrepreneurship in the classroom because same thing, similar to esports, I have found in my school and, and with what I'm teaching, you know, I started out doing a makerspace in the afternoons. Um, entrepreneurship has been a vehicle to really capture my kids' interest. And so, you know, we had this makerspace and after we made stuff, everything was just sitting around doing nothing. Sure. And eventually the kids are like, well, can we sell it? And then we started a company and it was all for fun. And, you know, then I went and got all the official stuff that I needed to to actually become a company. And then we, you know, um, teamed up with Real World Scholars and upped our budget. And so we started, we, wow. made, eight, we made $8 the first year. We made $1,000 the second year. Um, last year, you know, my student-run businesses made 3000 And wow. then I just made 3000 this semester this year. Jeez. So there it is. I mean, on top of all that, that you know, growth as the student-run businesses, um, just what my kids are doing, what we're making, probably I would say what my kids are most excited about is um, last year I started to allow them to add a charitable cause to their businesses. Great. And I think we gave maybe a couple hundred dollars. Uh, we gave $1,200 to charities wow. that the students chose. So a good. lot of them were local. It's time char- for Shark Tank. That's it. Hey, a, lot of them, a lot of them were That's local totally charities. No, um, you know, I had my $3,000 business this semester. Um, making just little New Jersey Christmas ornaments, mm. something that simple. But they teamed up with a great cause in our town called Holiday Express. They provide, um, you know, Christmas and, and holiday events to people who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And they got the marketing out there, the message out there, and they really did well. And just to see these kids be so engaged, mm-hmm. especially, you know, I taught high school for 10 years. To see, you know, middle schoolers who are generally much more apathetic than even your high school senior just be so locked in and excited in yep. what they're doing. Um, so I just wanted to write it down. And if mm-hmm. anybody's interested, uh, interested in using entrepreneurship in the classroom, check it out. Um, you know, if not, get uh, Reality Bites. <laughs> get, or, just or get, or them get, both. Both. get them both. I like that I'm idea gonna, better. Package I'm, it together. I'm right. definitely get, a, get, 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 get a credit toward the third book once it's out. There you I mean, go. Yeah. It's a whole thing. We'll, we'll make sure we put links in <laughs> yes. the show notes for both. Um, entrepreneurship is um, 
something every kid will use in one way, shape, or form in their in their future. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not owning a business, yeah. understanding the language of entrepreneurship, the um, and the nuance of how that works, and even as a window to the world, right? And how businesses treat you and mm-hmm. look at you, and like even if you get into that sort of conversation, this is an underrated underrated thing that they, the your kids are going to thank yeah. you for, right? I hope so. You know, I mean, I tell them all the time. I'm a full-time teacher, but I run three side businesses. <laughs> and those three side <laughs> businesses are what allow me to take my wife on vacation and, you know, have the things that I have. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, I tell them, it's, I think it's hard to make ends meet, you know, now in 2020. Imagine, you know, when my middle schoolers graduate, how tough it's going to be out there. You have to have a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't become your major, you don't become a, a, an entrepreneur or maybe don't even run a business. The skills that you learn, how to hustle, how to sell, yep. how to market the yourself. The work ethic, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's funny is um, I had a can that be my business? And we talked about it and he was right. He said, look, you know, I want to invest in myself. I, I believe that I have the personality. I have the work ethic to put out the content that people will be excited about. Yeah. So I let him start a Twitch channel as a totally. business. You know? totally. Because so it's, it's a real thing. It, it's it's, it's is a real thing. Anyone who doesn't think so isn't looking at it properly. Yeah. Uh, I, I All that I say when I talk about that sort of thing is also teach them about work ethic. Because mm-hmm. Ninja works 16 hours a day. Yeah. Or more. Yep. Or more. Yep. And it's, it's a real thing, mm-hmm. but he's working hard. Mm-hmm. Hard, hard, hard. All day, all the time. It's not easy. Uh, but nothing great in life is and uh, I think that's a lesson that sticks with anything that's what they say so uh, (laughs) where let's start with you uh, Jesse uh, and then we'll go to to Chris where can people connect with you reach out to you learn more about all of the things that you guys are doing Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Lubinsky Um, our company Ready Learner One is at Ready Learner underscore the number one on Twitter and on Instagram we're Ready Learner dot one O-N-E who knew that was an extension, sure. right? Isn't that yeah. pretty cool? Um, and that's our website also is readylearner.one. Mm. Um, you nice. can find our book on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, or at Dave Burgess uh, Consulting. They were our publisher, mm. and their publisher for the uh, eSports book as well. And uh, also, one thing I didn't get to plug, uh, I have a uh, podcast with Donnie Piercy yes. and Jeff Heil, Partial credit we're part of the education podcast network uh it's education pop culture and shenanigans so we're super excited to uh i definitely want to yeah paradigm's been a sponsor for us for a little while it's been that we've done a bunch of live episodes so yeah please check it out fantastic great podcast chris thank Um, you yeah no uh check me out at techtupteacher.com techtupteacher on all your favorite social medias except snapchat because that just confuses me (laughs) (laughs) same me too same (laughs) jesse levinsky chris avilas thank you so much for joining us guys guys. this was awesome yeah good stuff thanks for listening to on education my name is glenn irvin my co-host is mike washburn on education is part of the on podcast media network you can listen to this show and many others by great educators like monica burns mike matera tisha richmond and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com want to get in touch with us check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com You can tweet us at oneducationpod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter. And I can be found on Twitter at Irv Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. 
please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. This helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.